Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with our guest, but let's take a quick break and listen to some of our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to their website at violetdefense.com for more information. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information. We also wanna thank Sideline Interactive. You've heard me say that we have a Sideline Interactive video scoring table in our gym and it is fantastic. We use it for so many things beyond regular game day activity. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also bringing excitement to your gym, along with the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to get a live web demonstration and see their tables and boards in action and find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Give them a call at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams and their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete platform for performance. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus, We've got a huddle focus camera in our gym and our volleyball and basketball coaches just love it. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, starting with club and youth programs all the way up through high school and college, and even the professional teams are using huddle to play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, along with your student athletes, most of their parents, and of course, the college and university coaches of the, that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more about how Huddle can help you and turn your school into a Huddle school, go to their website at huddle.com to learn more from their professionals. Remember, Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you as an athletic director to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help share the importance that a quality athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 
or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, today, we're staying in Florida, and we're truly visiting with a good friend, Kevin Deemer. Kevin is a certified athletic administrator. And he's the director of athletics at Boone High School in Orlando. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jake, for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, gosh, uh, I, I've told many people, I hope I've shared this with you, but, uh, you know, I count you uh, along with Russ Wombles as um, a couple of my FIAAA mentors. Uh, when I first became aware of the organization very late in my career, you two were uh, teaching that first uh, LTI course I took, and you were just so welcoming, so encouraging to a, an old timer that uh, it, it really made uh, really made a difference. So uh, appreciate everything you've done for me. Absolutely. Well, let's go and get started. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five minute bio, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, and uh, maybe how your path has led you now to Boone High School. So I'm from upstate New York. I'm from Binghamton, um, which not many people may have heard of. Um, you know, it's cold and dreary for six months in upstate New York. And uh, uh, I was fortunate I played uh, three sports in high school, I played baseball, basketball, and football, and um, went on to Ithaca College, which is about uh, 45 minutes north of my hometown. Uh, was able to play football there and then played uh, played a new sport of lacrosse because we didn't have that in high oh, wow. school um played a year of that and found that you know playing two sports in college is very rewarding but very uh um it's you have to work you have to really work your tail off both in the classroom and and then in the weight room and everything else to be able to play two sports so it was something i was able to do for a year thoroughly enjoyed it but uh you know i was there for football and and uh just went back to concentrating on that and you know, that's, um, you know, one of my, my goals was to become a teacher and a coach. And um, I had thought about majoring in um, English and history. And then at the last second before uh, school started, I went to physical education and I knew there was a, you know, the coaching element was involved with that major. The, um, just had a great time at Ithaca, um, learned an, an awful lot at that school, but um you know, after four years there, in, in those dark months, I had said enough of the weather. Um, and, you know, I think I told my parents, uh, as I started my senior year, I said, you know, when I'm graduated, I'm moving south. And I don't think they, they uh, really believed me. But sure enough, two weeks after graduation, I had moved to Orlando. I've been here since uh, 88. Um, and, and, really, really enjoy the weather and, and the, uh, everything else that goes along with, with being out of the Northeast. Um, I, you know, it's interesting, Jake, I, I did not have a great, uh, senior student teaching experience at the high school that I was working at. I was coaching basketball and, um, the teaching part just didn't, uh, didn't click with me right away. So when I came down here, I, I, I got a job with, uh, um, at a resort in the activities department. So it was still somewhat sports connected. We played with right. the guests, played volleyball and, and basketball and ran activities. But after about nine months of that, and, uh, you know, the student loans weren't going away on those paychecks, <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> I figured I needed to get back into, you know, what I spent four years of my life working towards. Um, I started substitute teaching. And then at the time, because my high school experience um, back in the day wasn't that great, I, I actually called, and this is legitimate, I called every single elementary school in Orange County uh, asking if they had physical education jobs. I was lucky enough to find a temporary one that was concluding in about two months. It was full-time temporary and met um, 
a principal, a really good guy who hired me for that, that really, you know, short window, whose, uh, whose wife was actually the head of physical education at UCF. Um, and he knew that um, this is what I wanted to do. And he, between him and his wife, they, they were able to kind of, you know, as I navigated this whole educational system and trying to figure out what my next steps were at two months, you know, down the road, um, I was able to get in at a middle school in OCPS. Um, the principal asked, uh, hey, what do you coach? And I said, whatever you want me to coach, right? Because yeah. I'll, I'll say whatever I need to say in order to get a job. Um, I coached soccer, which I really had no experience at playing football up Northeast and uh, track, which, which I didn't run either. But, um, you know, it was great to learn two new sports and understand how that worked. I was there for two years, got the opportunity to open up a brand new middle school in the district, um, became the athletic director there. And in, in Orange County, we only have four middle school sports. So there's base or there's a, a basketball, soccer, volleyball, and track, and they're divided into each of the nine weeks grading periods. Um, and being that, that pseudo athletic director for four, you know, six game schedules was something that I really enjoyed. Um, I found out that I could, you know, I coached, uh, basketball and then I coached basketball and, and the sport that I really wanted to do, um, this whole time. But I, I decided at that point that I really liked this athletic administration thing. And, and even though it was a very toned down version of what high school athletics was, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew that would be something that would interest me. So probably about five years, six years after that, when I got tired of dealing with sixth graders, which really wears on you at that, at that middle school level, I got an opportunity to work in my first high school at West Orange and coach football and basketball and, and softball there and became assistant AD. And then I said, you know, at, at the assistant AD spot, I was like, you know what? I want to be high school athletic director. I didn't know how long that was going to take. Wasn't sure if I was ready for it. Um, I knew I had to learn a whole bunch, but uh, I just said, you know, this is the direction I kind of want to go. And, and then, you know, once again, in Orange County, um, ADs weren't in the classroom. So that by itself was an enticement as well. Although I really enjoyed teaching. Um, I really liked that whole um, being in charge and seeing the whole, various sports <clears throat> that Florida had compared to, you know, maybe some of the sports I was accustomed to in New York. And, and that's where that started. Um, and I, you know, I, I met some, some people that really helped me um, on that path, um, helped me guide my way and what my future looked like. And um, just it, that's kind of where it all started. So um, kind of meandering, but I've been in the district for 31 years now and, and uh, most of the time, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I, I always love to hear the stories. And uh, I, I didn't, you know, know a lot of those details. But, you know, what a great uh, message. You know, I'm sure you hear this a lot from, you know, college students and aspiring ADs, you know, their coaches. How do I become an AD? Yeah. And it's all of those experiences. And you had me flashbacking to, to my past. You know, I... I remember when I graduated from college, uh, very similar sports background too. Uh, I sent out that summer uh, over a hundred letters. This is back when you actually sent out letters yep. uh, to schools um, introducing myself. And I, I think I got zero replies, but I ended up subbing that fall. And by the end of the year, I had been at enough schools and had fortunately made a good impression at least right. one I got offered a job at a middle school that next year and I remember that same conversation what can you coach and I said what do you got yep. uh and you know that you know led to you know the next 40 years so very very cool stuff um yeah. now um you uh, you might have been getting up to that point where uh, I know you were the um, Orange County um, athletic director for the entire county for a number of schools. Talk a little bit about that job and then maybe that transition out of that position back to Boone. Yeah, so I had, um, I had transitioned from West Orange. I had the opportunity to interview for the athletic director position at Olympia High School and that Olympia was going to be a brand new school. And, and Jake, to be 100% honest with you, I, I 
went to interview to learn how to interview for an AD job. Uh, under no circumstances did I think that they would offer me that position. Um, but I wanted the experience to see what that looked like and what I can learn just from the process itself. And I went in for the first interview and, and was just honest and um, just answered the questions, you know, not looking to answer the questions in such a way to get the job, but answering the questions in such a way that I knew this is what I would do if given a position down the road, right? I think there's a difference. You can, mm -hmm. you can answer questions just to please somebody or you can answer the questions to be true to yourself. And um, I remember, you know, they, it was very nice and uh, we were there for a while and, and I remember driving home and I said, well, that was, that was cool. I, I've learned some things from that for the next time that I'm offered a position maybe or an offered an interview. And I got called in the second time um, for a follow-up, not knowing what that was going to be about. And the principal at the time was very honest with me and said, hey, Kevin, I um, just want to let you know that you weren't our first choice. Uh, the, the gentleman that I would like to have the position has turned it down. So the car, he, exact, he said, the cards have fallen in your favor and we'd like to offer you the position. And, and I, I heard, I had heard this quote before and I said, that's fine. I said, I wasn't my wife's first choice either. And, and I accepted the job. Um, so I was there for the first, you know, five and a half years because there's a full half year of, of getting ready which is a ton of work at a new school. Mm -hmm. um, and then a, the a county assistant position opened up under Trish Hyland, who, who I will you know, talk a, a little bit, I'm sure about later. Um, and she said, can you be my assistant? You'd oversee the athletic trainers, you'd oversee the, the middle school athletic directors and maybe some other, you know, other things besides the high school. And I said, that would be great. So I was there for um, two years when she retired and, and was able to um, um, kind of be promoted to the, you know, county athletic director position, um, which is a, a different beast in itself, you know, in, a, in a such a large, large district. Um, had a great time, met a lot of people and um, got some, just learned so much um, from being a part of that in, in, into that position. Um, and then what happened was, is our, we had a change in superintendents. Our new superintendent came in and wanted that position to be um, administrative. So throughout the whole time, up until that Trish was instructional, I was an instructional position, which was great for me. You know, I was off when my kids were off. So Thanksgiving and Christmas vacations, when the kids were out of school, I was, I was not working. Um, but I remember them saying, and this was interesting, them saying, well, if you were to go into the pool for assistant principals, then you could come back in and quote unquote re-interview, but you'd have to be a high school administrator first. And I, I kind of looked at them and said, well, I'm not going to do that. I want to be a high school athletic director. I want to be associated with high school athletics and going into a school to be an assistant principal does not follow my career path at this time. So, um, you know, it was, it was a great experience. Like I said, I met a, a, a lot of people that influenced me um, in, a, in a ton of positive ways. And then I just, you know, I had a lot of opportunities when that became public. Um, I guess I made some good impressions down the road and had um, some opportunities to pick and choose. And it just eventually got me back to Boone. And, and the great thing about Boone is that even when I was working downtown, I, I lived in the Boone community. I lived half a mile away from the school I work at. My kids were always going to go to Boone High School. And um, I had the great pleasure of, you know, being here and working on staff and being the AD while my kids started as freshmen, played four, my, my daughter played four years of soccer. My son played four years of boys lacrosse. They both graduated from this high school and they'd be able to be part of that um, in their lives to see them not every day, right? Because a lot of times I wouldn't see them unless they needed money or they forgot lunch and needed some food. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but having that experience, and you know, my wife and I just kept saying how lucky um, things happen. And I'm a, a big believer in things work out the way they're supposed to. And this is a perfect example of that. Um, but I, you know, being a Boone, has been fantastic, not only because of, of, of those reasons, but 
you know, um, knowing as, as many people in this community as I do and, and being a part of the community throughout the years um, and ending up here I am today has just been, uh, it's just, it's really been a blessing. I, I've really, it's been great. Well, that's, that's so great to hear. Okay. For our listeners, we are visiting with Kevin Deemer, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Boone High School in Orlando, Florida. We're going to be back with more, but uh, we're going to take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams and their student-athletes using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, including the Huddle Focus. We've got a Huddle Focus in our gym, and our volleyball and basketball coaches just love it. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, starting with the club and the youth levels up through high school, college, and even the pro teams are using Huddle. You're in pretty good company as over uh, 6 million people are using Huddle for their teams and their performances. Okay, uh, Your student athletes are using Huddle. Their parents are using Huddle. And of course, the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get your kids recruited to are using Huddle. If you want to find out more about the platform and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to their website at huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, Huddle, we power sports. We're back with Kevin Deemer from Boone High School in Orlando, Florida. Kevin, in our profession, we always talk about the importance of leadership and particularly mentorship. So uh, I'm curious, who are some of the mentors that you've had in your life that have helped you uh, get to uh, where you're at now in your career? Yeah, I, you know, it, it starts and, and, and really doesn't necessarily end ever, but, um, you know, Trish Hyland, um, who was the first uh, female um, athletic administrator in the state of Florida in the uh, set back in the day in 7A classification at West Orange High School and then became the county athletic director for years here in Orange County. Um, just a huge impact on my professional career. Um, gave me so much insight, uh, so much encouragement, which I think this job really um, needs, especially early on in somebody's career. Um, and just helped me get to where I am today. Um, every time I see her, uh, she was recently honored um, for innovative female um, um, administrators and, and coaches and individuals in, in sports in the state of Florida. Um, I can't credit her enough for being able to be there for me and for, you know, and, and scold me when I needed to be scolded and, and, and help me when I needed to be helped. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, every time I see her, I thank her. Every time I see her, um, it just brings such a smile on my face. And, and uh, like I said, I can't give her enough uh, credit for everything that she has done for me in the past. You know, uh, Trish Island is one of those names in Florida that is spoken, I think, with uh, uh, reverential uh, terms yes. and maybe in some cases, uh, you know, some fearful terms that have been on the influence that she had. I had an opportunity just to just meet her briefly at our uh, uh, state conference a couple of years ago. Um, you know, very cool, you know, wealth of wisdom. Um, Kevin, you've been very active uh, in the state association. I know you're past president as well as the national uh, organization. We have a lot of younger ADs that listen to the podcast, and I think it's important for them to, you know, hear about that journey. So talk a little bit about how you became aware of FIAAA and, and how that branched into your NIAAA membership. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, when I was first um, an athletic director at Olympia High School here, we were a, a much smaller county. We probably had about 13 schools as opposed to the 22 we have now. And all of the existing athletic directors were very entrenched in their jobs. Um, you know, they were older or more experienced, whatever term you want to use. 
But, um, you know, they didn't go to the FIAAA conferences, nor did they go to the state conferences. They, that's just not anything that those guys did back in the day. And once again, Trish um, had said, you know, you've got to get to the FIAAA conference. So I went to the first one and I can, I'll be 100% honest with you. I was so intimidated when I, there was a meet and greet, I think, outside the hotel in the back area. Um, and I didn't know a soul at all. I mean, the first year of doing this, none of the guys I knew from Orange County were there. Um, and I just didn't know anybody then in that role from outside of our district. So I think I went to the bartender and I got a drink and I stood by myself and I was, you know, painfully shy um, when I first started. Um, you know, I didn't have any trepidation of talking in front of people or anything else, but I, I could never... I had a hard time um, just talking about myself or engaging in just normal conversation or very, at the very least, introducing myself. I, I struggled with that at the time. So it, just like you mentioned earlier, the two people that came up to me, saw me standing there alone, was Ron Blas and Russell Wombles. And Russell, you know, I couldn't follow the conversation because he talked a mile a minute. And, but he was so welcoming and so friendly and Ron was just, you know, just kind of checking me out a little bit and, and seeing, you know, I guess Trish had put a bug in his ear that, you know, I'm sending um, this new guy to the conference. Could you, could you, you know, you know, maybe put him on your wing a little bit, but Russell was all in um, 100%. And, you know, those are the two guys at the time, right. That you needed to kind of get to know and to meet in order to learn more about that organization. And, and, and to be honest with you, they took me around and just introduced me to people. And I couldn't put a name in a face if you asked me two 48 hours after that. But it was nice to finally kind of, you know, have a nodding acquaintance with some of the people there. And, and a lot of them at that time were lifelong members of the association, knew each other very, very well, had been working together um, for years. And that was my first time that I said, you know, this, as I learned, and I just, and I didn't say much, right? And I, I think that's the trick really for a lot of times is I, I didn't say much, but I listened very well and I took notes and I just paid attention. Um, and that was my first introduction. So the, when the time we, you know, flash forward to a year, you know, I was way more comfortable, but I'm glad that I was kind of pushed into going at the first. And I know there's that whole first time attendees kind of uh, hesitation, right? That, you know, but it, it's the best thing you can do, right? As an athletic administrator, especially in the state, to go to FIAAA for starters, to start meeting people, to have conversations, to attend um, LTI classes, to go to the breakout sessions. You learn so much in the three or four days that we have just at the state level that it was a, like I said, I'm so glad that I at least followed through and went and, and you know, kept an open mind and, and started doing that. Um, and as I, you know, returned and returned and became a little bit more active and said, you know, this is something I want to do a little bit more instead of just being an attendee, you know, can I help? Can I do some things? Um, Trish actually uh, stepped down from her position on the board and somehow I got finagled into being on the board of directors. I still don't know how that worked because um, it's a much different process now than it was back then, for sure. Uh, once again, I sat in that board meeting with the big U-shaped table with you know, everyone's placards in front. And once again, I knew Ron, I knew Russell, I knew a couple more people than I knew a couple years earlier. Um, but I was that quiet guy again and just listened to everybody talk. And so it took a while. Uh, you know, FIAAA, like I said, it's just been um, so much for my growth as an athletic administrator. Um, it's helped so much. And as you know, I think it all starts with, you know, you're on a committee, all of a sudden you're the committee chairperson. Um, you do some good things there. Maybe you help out with a little bit of some special events. You know, you volunteer at the conference to do a little bit more than what's expected. And it just kind of gotten to the fact that I remember eventually being asked to be president elect. And I looked at whoever it was that approached me. And I said, you gotta be crazy. I said, I, I can't do this. I, and, and there's a long list of people, right? That 
um, have been past presidents and have been such a driving force, not only at FIAAA, but at NIAAA as well. Um, so I, I hesitated for about a day and they came back to me and said, no, listen, um, you're who we want. So I said, if you give me help and if I can have sounding boards, then I will do that. And, and certainly there's plenty of people in the room at that time that were more than willing to go above and beyond to, to help out the new guy and navigate those landmines that you know, and as you especially, Jake, that you had the biggest landmine of them all with COVID um, that occur as you plan that conference as president-elect and, and then step into that role as president. So um, that was, it, it was just to go from where I was year one, and I still remember standing outside that hotel, being thoroughly intimidated and, and overwhelmed to, you know, kind of be where I was towards the end of FIAAA, it just kind of, it's just, you know, kind of shocking sometimes. No, boy, I, I can really relate to that. Uh, and again, I've already mentioned that I got involved with FIAAA a little bit later in my career, but uh, the impact that it had on me as, you know, I, I think I became an athletic administrator through FIAAA before I just had the title. And I think I did okay, yeah. but uh, um, very, very cool stuff. Uh, and again, you know, you were part of that uh, experience for me. So thanks for, uh, thanks for that. For listeners, uh, we're visiting with Kevin Deemer, Certified Athletic Administrator on the Director of Athletics at Boone High School. And uh, we're recording this on November 16th. So you're going to be listening to it in a very timely uh, manner. We're going to be back for some more, but let's take another quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. And you've heard me say that we have a Sideline Interactive video scoring table in our gym, and it is terrific. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days. <clears throat> but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see exactly what their tables and boards can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back, everyone. Kevin, this is the part of the podcast where we try to share some best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, what are some things that you've seen at uh, the schools you've been at, maybe even initiatives that you've started and nurtured that you're particularly proud of that, you know, you can sit back and say, boy, we really do a good job at this. Do you have anything to share? Yeah, one of the things that it was born out of is our, I think, our communication um, abilities here. And, and I'm, you know, I tell the coaches all the time, you can't over communicate with parents or community or, or kids, actually. Um, you know, we five years ago jumped into it. We, we put together a capital campaign. And at the time, um, we wanted to put in a rubberized track, an artificial turf field, and a brand new weight room. Um, and it was a daunting task. And I, and I think when we started that, and we had the support of our, and we don't call it a booster club here, it's the Boone High School Athletic Association. Um, you know, it's, it was called First Steps and Where We Need to Go. How do you push such a gigantic thing off the ground? Um, and, and try to get it to a position to, to reach all of the goals that you have. Um, and it, you know, was a monumental task. And I can say that we, we succeeded in doing all those things. Um, but it brought this community together so much. And, and one of the things that, like I said, was born out of that was that we really, as a staff and as a school, I think, um, but certainly within the athletic department, really opened up our lines of communication with parents. Um, and community and sponsors. And it wasn't as much as about gaining money or earning or, or asking for cash. That, that wasn't, um, that was part of it, obviously, because we weren't going to get the stuff done without money. But I think 
when we brought together the, the head lacrosse girls coach, we brought together the track coach and, and all of a sudden all these entities started working together for one goal. Um, a lot of times, you know, pick a sport and they're working towards that sport. They're working towards their team and the focus is, is, is narrow. Um, what can we do to raise money for new uniforms, raise money to uh, do a banquet, whatever the case may be. This brought together the staff so much because it was a joint effort. It was one common goal that was going to benefit so many kids and so many teams um, and, and just do so many great things for this community, not just the school. Um, I have to say, I was very proud of, of everyone pitching in because it was, it's impossible to do something that large by yourself. Um, even if you get you know, certainly community members that are lawyers and bankers and have the connections and, and are alumnus of um, the school they're trying to raise money for, that helps tremendously. But, um, you know, when I first brought this up to the staff um, and said, this is, hey, this is all of us, right? Everyone's in. Um, no pushback whatsoever. They all thought that this was a worthwhile of their efforts. Um, you know, I'm not sure it's a best practice, if you will, but it has certainly paved the way for how we do things now. And I always refer back to when things are a little bit bumpy that, hey, remember, it's just, it's us together. It's not your sport and your sport and your sport. This is the Boone Athletic Department. This is Boone High School. This is our community as a whole. And it, it, it does kind of seem to focus people back on track sometimes when we, we lose sight of that. Um, and I think that has been such a unifying type of um, initiative that it, it's it's always going to be here at least for the near future that you know this is what we did this is what we accomplished this is what we were able to do when we all um, were stakeholders we all you know took a piece and, and ran with it um, and it was when everything was done and we did our ribbon cutting and you know, I think it's the first time that when we open up the gates and for the first home football game and people first sat in the stands way up and looked at everything um, and the the kudos that we received, um, the thanks for their, not only for the seniors that were playing their last year on that in that facility, but also from the parents and other people whose kids were in sixth grade and seventh grade and, and have now played, yeah. right, are now playing their entire careers. And, and really this, this kind of state of the art, at least for a public school in Orange County, um, you know, having the opportunity to play on that turf and run on that rubber track and for us to hold and host so many opportunities now that we never would have been able to do in the past. Um, I hear it all the time, you know, that this place still looks great, such a great job. And, and for being, you know, five years removed from all that, I think it did wonders for our staff, for morale, for for just our general spirits. Um, it, it was just, uh, it's like I said, it's a lot of work, but it was well worth every sweat and tear because there's some tears there too and and everything that we expanded, expended to, to get to where we are today. You know, I, I think it's spot on a best practice of, you know, that the phrase you used, over-communication. Uh, I've heard that from one of my bosses a hundred years ago and it, it really sunk in. And I think as an AD, you know, we've got that global vision, uh, or at least we should, and, right. you know, trying to convince, you know, this coach or that coach or all those coaches that, hey, you are part of a, a bigger team. It's not just your, it's not like a club, you know, baseball team or right. a club volleyball team. Hey, we're, we're Boone High School. That's, when you get that, boy, you know, you can, you can really accomplish great things. Very great, uh, very great chair. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. Once again, for our listeners, we're visiting with Kevin Deemer. He's the director of athletics at Boone High School. Uh, we're going to be back for some more wisdom, but let's take one more quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. You know, we also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. They are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of touchscreen options, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com. 
or learn more and get started on your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, give them a call at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back. Um, Kevin, um, you know, you, uh, you and I are of a similar era. I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, um, the next question, you know, is going to talk a little bit about um, student athletes now in this current generation. So here we go. How can an athletic director or, or a head coach find a balance between, you know, what might be called an old school you got to suck it up. You got to be tough uh, approach while also being aware of and sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a, a generation Z kid is, is going through. Do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think old school works anymore. Point blank. Um, I brought this up in our coaches meetings the last couple of years. And, and I pretty much said those exact words. Um, there are a lot more things that these kids deal with than what we had to deal with when we were in high school, point blank, right? At the end of the day, I don't think we had any conception of what social media at this age really truly does or how it affects kids. Um, whether that's the Instagram posts, whether it's just uh, tweets, whether it's text, um, you know, I'm very thankful that that stuff did not exist. Um, you know, we couldn't, you know, back in the day, if we want to get hold of a friend of ours, we had to call the house. And when the mom and dad answered, we had asked to talk to the, either the girlfriend or our buddy or whatever the case may be that, that buffer no longer exists. Right. Um, if the coaches and then, you know, and athletic directors, we, we've got to make a, a conscious effort to get to know some of our student athletes point blank. Right. It's not this blanket approach where, hey, you weren't at practice on time and I'm going to make you run 20 laps. These days, you know, in dealing with a couple of things right now, maybe the reason the kid wasn't at practice was because mom or dad are fighting, mom or dad aren't home, mom and dad have an issue. Maybe they, maybe the, the student athlete has an issue. You know, it's just, it's such a real life thing now. And, and, and I do believe that we've got to take every time to talk to our kids um, and ask them, let them talk, let them, they don't have the sounding boards besides social media, uh, maybe that they used to. I, I just think that kids these days are so scared to share with some of their friends because they think it's going to go out, it's going to be posted, right? It's going to get viral. It's going to go out. At least with adults, we, you know, we all know that the best way to most of us figure out technology is ask our own kids, right? If I have an issue with my cell phone, I don't go to the Apple store. I call up my 17-year-old son and he fixes it. But I think with these days that they need adults that maybe aren't mom and dad and maybe a different voice to say, hey, listen, not in front of the other team. It's in the hallway before practice. It's in the gym lobby when no one's around after practice. Um, hey, everything all right? Is everything going well? Is there anything I can help you with? Is there anything I need to know? Um, we are dealing with one specific situation here currently with a young man who's going to be a first generation kid. His older brothers went to Boone, um, did not graduate, did not graduate, um, caused a whole bunch of havoc. Um, but he's having some issues, I think, because um, his mental state's not where it needs to be. But we've got to look at him as, as a way as how can we help him? And it's not just to keep him eligible or able to play basketball as a senior. Um, he's going to, can we make sure he graduates high school? Can we make sure he's successful in this last year and a half in order so when he does graduate high school, he's, he's got the building blocks to do something else outside of Boone because that, that zone where he's being supported and nurtured a little bit is going to be gone. What are we doing to help him year zero out of high school? Um, and we all have said this for years, Jake, right? We've heard this from other people. Your athletic coaches are the ones that make the biggest impact on, on other, on kids' lives than anyone else. 
when you go back and ask anybody who who is their mentor or who impacted you the most in high school and nothing against it it's not usually the biology teacher it's not usually you know the media specialist it's probably a coach and it's because that coach took the time to recognize that all kids are not cookie cutters it's not the same mold um, to ask them questions to offer advice to offer help and in this day and age with everything that's going on right um, that is so critical for us to 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 do that for our kids that we have under our tutelage because they will listen and they will look up to you and most likely they will talk um, you know I, I just can't stress that enough to to uh, take some time. I get it. We all have families. It, we are at 14 hour days, but you don't know how much that five minutes of just you and a kid could impact that kid's life um, by just letting them understand that, hey, coach noticed, coach asked, coach cares. Um, if we were all to do that, we could do so much more in this day and age. And I know that the, the willingness is out there by our, by our coaches. Um, but, you know, we're all dealing with some things right now to try to make it through, but we got to understand they are 15, 16, 17 years old. Um, a lot of them are rudderless and need some direction. And if it's only five minutes, that's all they needed. That's great. If it takes a little bit longer, so be it. But uh, I think that is one of our responsibilities these days as both athletic administrators, as a head varsity coach, as an assistant JD coach, I don't care what the sport is. Um, the social and emotional um, issues that the kids face don't necessarily, I mean, there's kids on the bowling team that are that way. There are kids on the JV girls lacrosse team that have um, situations that they probably would like to share with somebody. And, and that's the one person that most likely they look up to more than anyone else besides their parents. So I, I do, I think it's, I think it's critical that we, you know, keep that in our, the forefront of our minds find the opportunity, find the time, and, and just really reach out to those those kids who we think could use some help. Wow, really, uh, I think you really hit it on the head. You know, we talk so much about how sports, you know, builds character and sports does this or that, but, you know, part of that equation, probably the biggest part of the equation is the coach uh, of that particular sport. So thanks so much for sharing. Uh, we're going to be back in uh, just a minute, and we're going to find out what Kevin is going to put in his athletic director toolbox for a young athlete. Uh, and again, we want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring that. So please stay with us, and um, we'll be right back with the Athletic Director's Toolbox, sponsored by Athletic Surveys. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you as an athletic director to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to share the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. All right, we're back with Kevin Deemer from Boone High School in Orlando. Kevin, this has been so cool uh, connecting with you here. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. And as I mentioned, you know, you certainly were a big part of my uh, entry into FIAAA. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. We've already established that you're an experienced athletic director, but right now I'm going to task you with sending out a brand new AD on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Kevin Deemer's athletic director toolbox? So I'm going to go back in time. When I was at Ithaca College, I had a great uh, 
professor and Dr. Deborah Wiest. Um, she was my advisor as well. And, and, and I was in a class with her and I've never forgotten this. And she had said, um, when you first start in a school, there are three people that you will be especially nice to, that you will take care of, and they will do anything that they ask. And at the time, back in, in 88, it was the um, school secretary, the head custodian, and it was actually the lunch lady is what she said, right? Um, and, you know, the lunch lady might have faded since then, but I can tell you that I have never forgotten that. And I can tell you that I take care of the school secretary and my head custodian. Um, but I also take care of, of, of really everyone else at the school. And I think it's so important that um, you're nice to people, as silly as that may seem. Um, when they need help with something that's very small that you don't think you have time for, you help out with. Um, because when you need the last second, the gym cleaned, when you need a key made because your coach lost his, when you need a, a shirt ordered at the last second for a, you know, a community member that's done a bunch of stuff and the school secretary has the uh, extra school shirts, you know, anything like that. I, I think that goes a long way. It's just, you know, get to know the people that make that school run and make sure that you treat them with the respect that you would like to be treated by anybody else, uh, but you identify them and um, it, it goes a long way for you being successful. This job, as you know, Jake, it is anymore, you cannot possibly do it successfully by yourself. Um, so as much as you wanna surround yourself with great assistant athletic directors and great coaches, and it's, those, it's the people that are behind the scenes that really make an athletic department runs smoothly. And those are the people you're gonna take care of. I make sure that I order, when I order coaches shirts, yeah. I, everyone else, the people that I mentioned, they all get a shirt, right? And it says athletic department. And I give it to them and I say, thank you. You deserve this, there you go. And it's such a simple thing to write, to order an extra $12 shirt. But what they, you know, the appreciation that I always see yeah. when I do, such a simple gesture goes a long, long way to help you out and help the, the program out. So that would be number one. And like I said, I can't take credit for that. That goes back to Dr. Wiest. Um, I, I would say for new ADs, right, is, is you got to pick the phone up. Um, I can tell you and I tell my coaches that when I get that angry parent, or at least it's angry on, a, on an email, um, I don't respond to a four paragraph email with complaints about a coach or something else to do with athletics. I will call that parent immediately and say, Hey, it's Kevin. I just saw that you emailed me. Love to see if you have a few minutes to talk. They are never the same way as they are on email. Most of the time, right? They can write in all caps. They can put exclamation points. They can bold things out. They are usually way more respectful, more willing to converse when you put them on the spot almost and get them on the phone because they can't hide now, right? They can't hide behind an email chain or anything else. That has alleviated that, that little philosophy. And it's not, I'm sure there's others that do the same thing, has saved probably so much headache and heartache and um, hours of frustration by not following their lead and just writing back an email where you wanna rip them. Pick up the phone, kill them with kindness, ask how you can help, offer some solutions, listen to their conversation, listen to what they want to say. A lot of them, once they vent, they're done. But um, for people, I think for the new athletic directors, um, you'll, you'll gain so much um, with those phone calls. Um, almost, almost every single time you'll, you'll hang up, um, you'll feel better about the whole situation. And most of the time, those parents will say, thank you so much for taking the time to call. I'm so glad we had this conversation and it's solved. Um, so that would be, that would be one. I, I think it's a simple thing, but um, I, I, I'd follow that very, very strictly. And in, in my expectation with the coaches that they try to do the, try to do the same thing. Um, and, and I know we've all heard this third one and I'm learning this finally after uh, 31 years and I'm putting it into effect. Um, 
the last couple of years, especially in it, and as I wind up my career, is it is so important um, with the jobs that we have, with the time constraints that we're faced with, with our families and our, our, our personal time, is that when you don't have a duty night, when, when um, you don't need to, it's time to go home and spend time with your significant other uh, and go hang out with your kids. Um, and, and I think what a lot of us have seen over the years is the burnout associated with athletic administrator positions. And I, a lot of that reason is we are so caught up with our job and our profession that we, are, we simply wear ourselves out at the end of the day. We all know how busy spring is for that season. Um, you know, we're lucky that FHSA has now included beach volleyball because we didn't have enough stuff to do in the spring. But when we, you have time in order to get out of the office um, and take your wife to lunch or early dinner or whatever the case may be, or your husband, I think you need to take advantage of those. Um, I've always heard that. I've never really put that into action, like I said, until the last couple of years. But I think it's going to increase my longevity in this job. It's certainly going to increase increase my productiveness and in my entire mindset. Right, um, you can't do any job well when you're exhausted. And if you're exhausted on Tuesday at 9 a.m., your week is going to go down in flames. So, I get it. We're busy. I get it. We don't have a normal work. We don't have normal jobs. Right at the end of the day, um, we don't get to leave work from a nine to five job and not think about work again till nine o'clock the next morning. Um, we, we have a special position. It impacts a lot of lives, but at the end of the day, we've got to be able to do it in the right frame of mind, take care of ourselves first and take care of our families. So I would encourage new athletic administrators to kind of come up with a habit of that a little bit. You're not neglecting work by going home before five. You're not, um, you're taking care of yourself. So you can come in the next day, knock it out again and do as good a job you did the day before. Um, it's just so important. And like I said, I wish I'd listened a little bit better in all those national conferences, all those breakout sessions when I keep hearing this over and over. Um, but there's nothing wrong with it. You're not doing anything wrong. You're, you've got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody else. So that would be uh, just something that I preach and hopefully I continue to follow. So. Wow, uh, just uh, I dare say an all-star collection of tools uh, there. Um, the the three people I, I I can't tell you how many times I heard that you know as a young coach as a young AD uh, so important uh, and it's not just three it it expands right. into so many more. Um, the the phone technique um, I, I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do, but probably one of the most effective things as you as you shared and then of course you know uh family uh i think i did a good job um in, in that regard but not as good as i should have done uh so appreciate you sharing that kevin uh again this has been great uh, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit and i certainly encourage you all to do so how can they get in touch with you uh, you know, email for start, and then um, that way we can set up a phone call. So it's, uh, you know, in Orange County Schools, it's kevin.deemer, and it's spelled D-E-M-E-R at ocps.net. Really simple. Um, you know, certainly in, in, in high school athletics, you know, there is no copyright or infringement or anything else. I think we all steal, and, and, and I think the good ones want to share anything that works because we all benefited from, from other people that have shared with us. So, you know, this is one of those jobs where I, we want people to copy us and we want people to learn from us. And certainly I, I have answered the question. I think Jake, you brought it up earlier about people will call me and say, well, how do we come in at high school athletic director? And I'm like, well, you have, you have, you have two days of talk, but, but yeah, at 100%, I am more than willing to share. People shared with me. I want to return that and, you know, pay it forward. Um, 100% that anybody that, that thinks I may know what I'm talking about to go ahead and give me a call and, and uh, we can definitely chat. Okay. Again, that was kevin.deemer at ocps.net. Uh, really encourage you to reach out. Kevin, thanks again for being so uh, such a great guest and so open on the podcast. 
Absolutely, Jake. Thank you for having me. Uh, great idea what you're doing. I appreciate the time. It was a lot of fun. Okay. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are also being uploaded to the Educational 80 Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. And once again, we want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider for schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com and check us out every other Wednesday on the Educational AD Podcast for What's Up with Upchurch. Jessica Upchurch from Hometown Ticketing shares some really cool ideas on how Hometown Ticketing can help you do a better job as an AD. Thanks again. Thank you.